Welcome to the Leading Age Workforce Innovators Podcast. This conversation is part of a series by the Leading Age Center for Workforce Solutions that examines promising practices and innovations to meet workforce challenges. I'm Gene Mitchell, editor of Leading Age Magazine, and today we are speaking with journalist, professor, and futurist Steve Levine of Axios, a new media company offering news and analysis. He writes a column called The Future of Work. Hello, Steve. Hi, Gene. Steve, you are a futurist, and your columns look at how work of all kinds is changing. In aging services, we are all aware of the mismatch between the exploding aging population and the number of people who can care for them in the future. Based on your experience, how do you think the United States can solve this workforce problem? Wow, Gene, that, that you, you've asked me to solve the biggest issue that there is right now. So first, this is a, a problem. The way, the way really to think about this is that it is a, uh, a dynamic that is in, I was going to say all the countries across the globe, but it isn't. It's, it, it's not in Africa. It's not in uh, developing countries. But in it, advanced economies across the globe, this is the, uh, is the burning issue. What happens with the workforce, people are living a lot longer, uh, they need more money, um, a lot more money than, than they suppose, and meanwhile you've got the youth coming up, they would like to come in into the same uh, jobs, we've got the robotization of the workforce going on at the same time. There, There's a, uh, a brinksmanship that's going to happen, something that I fear the most, I know this isn't the answer you were looking for, but it, it is, I think, important to think about, and that's that at some point, the the uh, millennial bulge is going to uh, to take a, a very hard look at the population, baby boomer population in, in in the United States, and the cost, the cost to in terms of taxes. Society caring and uh, caring for the population, but in addition to that, the uh, entitlements, social security, welfare, and I fear that antagonism is going to ar- arise. A tension that we had never seen before is going to uh, arise in society, and and uh, and it, it's it's something we should think about now. It's something we should attempt to prevent by coming up with solutions incidentally it again it is something that that you know countries across the northern hemisphere from Japan all the way across to Russia and through Europe and to us everyone is going to have to confront this Many people still think of aging services as the nursing home where their grandparents lived, and they don't know that there's a rich variety of jobs that now exist in our field such as IT or marketing Based on your experience, how would you improve the image of working with older people? How would you make these careers more attractive? I think this is going to happen over time. As, uh, as we grow older, as, pe- as people, as the population grows older, then it organically and naturally is going to, uh, is, is going to value care workers uh, more and more, and, and uh, I think that the salaries for uh, for workers who care for the elderly um, are going to go up. 
Um, I think they're going to go up a lot. Uh, the, the, there is going to be, there already is, and there's going to be increasing demand for the, for these, uh, people, you know, that there's going there already has started and there's going to be competition between these workers and robots. You, you've seen the, the robots gene that have, that have, um, that, uh, that the Japanese have invented. I'd like to talk about low-wage workers for a moment. In our field, the greatest workforce challenge concerns direct care workers, and these are the frontline staff who care for older adults in assisted living and skilled nursing settings. They do difficult jobs for not very much money, and of course our members are competing against other employers who might offer similar pay for less difficult work. Can you talk about the position of low-wage workers in our economy in general terms? So, um... This is an issue that chronic um, stagnation of wages at a low level for 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 some three decades now, and real bafflement among economists. Why is that happening? Given supply and demand, I mean, we we've got unemployment at four point one percent. Four percent is regarded as full employment. So uh, so why aren't wages rising naturally? Um, to uh, to meet the the demand for workers, and that crosses fields and and includes um, care workers. I just wrote a story today that I filed tonight that economists are seeing the first signs that this trend has made a shift. For the last five quarters in in the United States, there's been a sudden surge. In these lower levels, two, two trends at the same time: a surge in income in the lowest wage industries, and the ones that have workers having the uh, the least education, high school education, and the, the the ones who are chronically unemployed. And these would include convicts, prison convicts. And so you see them the just the the people who have been the worst off for a long time are suddenly seeing the tide turn for them. And, and so this is what, um, so, so we are seeing supply and demand suddenly work. Uh, as I say, it, it's, it, it's, it's been going on for five straight quarters. We're going to get new, the, the latest numbers on this on Friday of this week. And that's what gives me some confidence. Why should the law of supply and demand not apply to care workers too? There is a complicating factor in our field, of course, which is poor reimbursement for services, especially from Medicaid. For instance, a nursing home with a high percentage of residents on Medicaid does not have the revenue to pay high salaries to direct care staff. How do you get, how do you get uh, your congressman, for example, to, to, um, and, and, and then in the aggregate to understand that the wages need to go up for these people if they want to draw people in into that field. How do you think our field might attract displaced workers to aging services? Are there realistic ways to convince experienced workers, including middle-aged people, to consider moving into our field? It, it really goes on a person-by-person -person basis. The, the consensus that's out there is that if you're, if you're 50 years old, or older, it's nearly Im 
possible to to shift into an an entirely new occupation. I have my doubts if that's true. I mean, I I do know. I mean, we 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 saw in the last election, for example, that there are tens of thousands of people in the manufacturing and rust belts who haven't, you know, who've lost their jobs or 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 have shifted into extremely low low income work in an Amazon warehouse or or working at McDonald's and and haven't moved, right? Even though there are jobs available elsewhere in the in the country, uh, on the East Coast, in uh, Texas and elsewhere, they're not they're not moving. So uh, I I think uh, technically speaking, displaced workers can train up for for the jobs that are uh, available. We have a very strange situation that doesn't compare with anything else from the last many decades in, in which pe- people don't want to move. They don't want to move from where they live and they, uh, a lot of them don't want to change occupations. And, you know, we've always been, we've always been a, a mobile people. We, 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 we have so many uh, uh, waves of internal migrations my father was part of the migration from the East Coast to the West Coast in the aerospace industry, for, for example. just picked up all of us and we, and we moved. But that's, that doesn't exist anymore. People are not moving that way. Many people today are concerned that robots will eventually take away the need for their jobs. But caring for older people at the end of their lives and for those who are disabled seems to me to require human interaction. Is there any reason to think that aging services, because of the human factor, is immune to the robot trend? Well, it's not immune, and we can see that in Japan. So uh, the Japanese are extremely worried, very low birth rate. Maybe the the uh, he- heading into the biggest aging crisis of any of the advanced economies in the coming decades, over sixty percent of the Japanese population will be over sixty, and so uh, they're wondering who's going to take care of us. And so there is there's a vibrant industry right now creating care robots. But that said. I do think there really is something to what to what you say that that also is the consensus that there are certain jobs that require the human touch and that in fact um, having human skills being able well of course to manage people that's one skill but then just also having a great bedside manner that these are traits character traits and uh, skills that that a robot just just cannot obtain you know we'll we'll see what happens i think the market will will drive if we have a shortage you know an acute shortage of uh, and chronic shortage of workers in that aging uh care field then i think we are going to see these robots come over from japan you know the the uh the demographics right now for the United States don't seem to be as, as, as dire as Japan. I think it's, it's, it really is a conundrum. The most, the the forecasts are that the greatest number of jobs to come uh, in the coming decades are going to be in the care field. 
very, very high demand. The salaries are paid through this, uh, you know, a stubborn uh, system in which wages are, are uh, you know, what economists call inelastic. There's going to have to be some kind of a, you know, a uh, crisis uh, moment in which in which this is this is fixed. Obviously, the wages have to go up. We have a huge bubble of uh, of uh, people who are retiring, who are going to need this this care, and uh, therefore we're going to need the people to do it and the pay to uh, draw them in into the field. The whole subject, this whole subject of the aging population, the aging workforce, the the care issue, and the robots issue, as it it's totally fascinating. I don't think many many people are focused on it. And I do get emails from from readers who want to know more about it. Steve, thanks for speaking with Leading Age. You're welcome. Thanks very much. I enjoyed being here. And thanks for listening to another Leading Age Workforce Innovators podcast. I'm Gene Mitchell. Our producer is Charlie Visconage, and the Center for Workforce Solutions is led by Susan Hildebrandt. You can listen to more Leading Age podcasts on our website, and you can subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating.